this is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I can do what the Word says I can do. I'm where the Word says I am, and I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And today my mind is alert. My spirits affect my spirits. <laughs> well, my spirit is effective. <laughs> and as I'm being taught the word of God, my life is being changed for the better. And I'll never be the same again. Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated, and as you can probably already tell, this message is going to be just a little different than pastor's was at nine. That's why it's great to watch them both. If you come for a service, whether you come at nine or 11, Sunday school in between or however you do it, then during the week you can watch the other one. Because uh, Dr. Austin is supreme, as is uh, Pastor Lingerfelt, and they do such a great job. And as Austin would say, uh, I'm the mothership. So uh, uh, Austin, uh, Dr. Austin, he, he, is, he is fabulous in his command of the Word of God and his understanding. But today you're going to get uh, the word from the mothership, from his mama, Pastor Sue. So it's my joy and my delight and my honor this morning. So we are in this study, in this series, Miracles of the New Testament. What an awesome, awesome study. And our message today is entitled, Jesus Heals a Man Who Was Unable to Speak. And it's miracle number 17 from Matthew chapter 9, verses 32 through 34. You know, as pastor's been saying, uh, one of our fathers in the faith, Fred Price, taught us that when we read the Bible, we should look for patterns and principles. And he said, once you see a pattern and once you see a principle in the Word of God, you can implement that principle in your own life to get results. And once you implement that principle in your own life and get an answer from God, you can repeat that process over and over and over. And because God's Word is true and because God's Word works for anyone who will take the time to work the Word of God, we will see then the results of the Word. So what we're doing now is we're walking through the miracles of the New Testament in 2023, looking for these patterns and principles. And if we, as God's people, will look for and apply the principles and patterns we see in the miracles of the New Testament, then we can live lives and hardly have an unmet need. Say, I'm going to live my life, and I'm going to hardly have an unmet need. So the miracle we're looking at today directly follows the miracle we dealt with last Sunday in Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 to 30. And we'll pick up there just as a brief review. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. And when he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, or he said to them, Do you believe I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied, or yes, Lord, they said. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, will it be done to you? And their sight was restored. So notice he asked them a question. And I've been meditating on these verses all week because as I read the Bible and as I go to the promises of God's word, I began to think about what Jesus asked them. He said, do you believe I am able to do this? 
And I began to ask myself as I read the promises of God's word during the, this last week, I began to ask myself that question, Sue, do you believe that Jesus is able to do this in your life? You see, our response to the word of God, our response to the promises of God's word needs to be what their response was. It needs to be, yes, Lord. Amen? Amen. And then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith will it be done to you, and their sight was restored. So that was our miracle last Sunday, but their response has grabbed my attention this week that they, their response to Jesus was, yes, Lord. And I think sometimes we think, well, if Jesus was here in the flesh, you know, and he asked me that question, I would say, yes, Lord. But, you know, when we open up the word of God and we read the promises of God's word, our response is the same and needs to be the same as it was for those men that day because Jesus, when we read his word, he is the word, and he's asking that today. Do you believe I'm able to do this? You see, by the stripes of Jesus, you have been healed. And then, do you believe he is able to do this? You see, we have a question in our hearts sometimes, and, and I think in our minds, that Jesus did this for us. But is it really for us? But the answer is yes. Yes, it is. Yes, Lord. It's really for us. So we're going to move down there a few verses to Matthew chapter 9, verses 32 to 34. And we're going to talk about how Jesus heals a man who was unable to speak. You know, I love the word of God. And I love reading the word of God. And I love hearing the word of God preached and taught. And I love to meditate on the word of God. Because every time you are listening to the word of God, reading to the word of God, reading the word of God, meditating on the word of God, you can pick something up a little differently. And it can impact your life perhaps differently than it has in the past. So let's go there and let's look at that. Matthew chapter 9, verses 32 to 34. While they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out, the man who had been mute spoke. The crowd was amazed. They were what? They were amazed and said, nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, it is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. Now, the question always comes up, is sickness and disease physical or is sickness and disease spiritual? And, you know, we are so tied into these flesh and blood bodies, these mortal bodies that we have, our spacesuits, if you want to call them that. Because, you know, we, we are a spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. This is my house. This is my house. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this through this message. But uh, we're, we're very much tied to the physical here, right? We're earthlings. And so we are always looking at things, I think, primarily from a physical perspective. But we, we've seen a little bit of this quandary in the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. In Luke chapter 4, verses 38 and 39, it says, Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering with a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. 
So he bent over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. Now here, Jesus rebuked the fever, but the physician, Luke, doesn't say whether Jesus was rebuking a spirit causing the fever or if Jesus was rebuking the fever itself. Well, he rebuked the fever. So we're going to talk about this, the spiritual aspect of healing. But don't you love how uh, when he rebuked the fever and it left her, she instantly, the Bible says, got up and started waiting on them. She's the mother-in-law. She's making herself useful and, 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 and doing a service for everybody there. But she was instantly healed. So we get into this question, spiritual or physical? How can we know when we are praying for someone if the sickness is physical or spiritual? Well, we know from reading the word of God and from going all the way back to the book of Genesis that there was no sickness in the world until Adam's sin. So Adam's sin introduced the curse. And with it, sin, sickness, poverty, and death into the world. But this is why it's so important as believers we understand that in Christ we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. So the word of God's clear on this. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Galatians 3, 13 to 14. What we have been redeemed from has no right place or authority in our lives unless we give it a place. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Say, I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. You know, the curse doesn't belong in our lives. And when the curse shows up, we need to be forceful and we need to be adamant that it has no place in our lives and we don't want to give it a place. And that's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, where the word of God declares, neither, say neither, neither. give place to the devil. Now, the devil's a squatter. We know that. He's an unwelcome guest. He, he, he comes and he shows up and he wants to take over our household. He wants to take over uh, our, our health. He wants to take over our marriage. He wants to take over our kids, our parenting. He wants to take over the blessings of the Lord in our lives. And we just have to be adamant that we're not going to give the devil any place. We just have to be fighters. How many of you are fighters? You're not going to let the devil have any place. You're not going to let him have your husband. You're not going to let him have your wife. You're not going to let him have your children. You're not going to let him have the peace of God in your home, in your heart. You're not going to let him have any place. We've got to be fighters. We've got to be fighters. We've got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And I love how the word tells us how to do that, that we neither give any place to the devil. Just don't give him any place. He shows up, say, nuh-uh, not here. This is not your place. You can't have any place here. The great healing evangelist and pastor John Alexander Dewey said, sickness is the foul offspring of its father Satan and its mother sin. And so we neither give any place to the devil. We're just not going to give the devil any place. Not in our thought life, not in our emotions. You know, uh, our emotions can just run amok like right off the bat. And I know as a woman, a lot of times as women, you know we want to blame emotions on hormones. But you know what? If we're a spirit and we have a soul and we live in a physical body, I can, I can lead my soul and my body by my spirit. My soul doesn't lead me. And so, you know, even when it comes to hormones, even when it comes to... Uh, 
whatever emotions, whatever the cause of the emotions, whatever it is, we can take authority over our emotions even. We can take authority over our emotions, over our feelings. Amen? And don't you know feelings change from day to day? And they can even change depending on the weather. Oh, it's rainy. I feel tired and sad. Oh, the sun comes out. Oh, I'm energized. I want to go out and, you know, face the world and, you know, enjoy, enjoy the day. So in this instance, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 32, we see that muteness was caused by a demon. It's very clear. It says it was caused by a demon. And we know that Jesus came to set people free from demon oppression because we see in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38 the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good. What did he go around doing? Good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. So whether we're talking about sin or sickness, it's a result of the curse and it's not of God, it's of Satan. So no sickness is good. Do we agree on that? No sickness is good. And it didn't come from God. And Jesus has promised he's going to always be with us. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. So we don't need to be afraid. If we're, if we're praying for someone, if we're ministering to others, we don't have to be afraid because he said he would never leave us or forsake us. Now notice the language in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38 how he went around Jesus, speaking of Jesus, he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil. So the implication is whether sickness and disease is physical or spiritual, the ultimate cause or the root of all sickness and disease is indeed spiritual because it's a result of the curse and the curse is in the earth. The curse is in this world because Satan is the little G-O-D of this world. So that's it. Subject closed. It's not good. It's not of God. So therefore, we can attack it. We can fight the good fight of faith. Either way, we know that Jesus has given us authority. For Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, I have given you authority, which means right or privilege or authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power dunamis, power, might, strength, force of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. So we have his authority to overcome all the power of the enemy. So we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid to pray for someone. We don't have to be afraid to face whatever because we have the authority of Jesus. And we have Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs, say signs. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. So as far as our authority is concerned, it doesn't really matter, does it? Whether the cause of a sickness or disease is physical or spiritual. Because we know it's not of God, we know it's not good. It came as a result of the curse, 
and it's not for us. Say, it's not for me. I won't have it. Amen. And so, you know, as we walk through this life, if we walk through life uh, with, an, with open eyes and open ears and an open heart toward God and his word, we realize that all of this, all of, all of the word of God is here so that we're covered. We're covered. We're covered. He has not left anything out. We, we are not lacking any good thing. He's got us covered. He's got us covered spiritually. He's got us covered physically. And he even has healing for our souls. So he's got us covered completely. And aren't you grateful that he does? He loves us. He has us covered. We can, he's our best friend. He's our very best friend. You know, uh, I was watching with Pastor his Spring Power Lunch message, and in that message he talks about 3 John verse 2, and that, that verse there I think really speaks to us here this morning. He says there in 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. So we're to have total and complete prosperity in our physical bodies, in our spirits, and even in our souls. We're to prosper. You know, God wants you to be happy. He wants you to have joy, the joy of the Lord. He wants us to be happy. If you're single, he wants you to be happy with who you are and to love yourself as he loves you. If you're married, he wants you to be happy, and he wants you to love yourself married. He wants you to love your spouse. He wants you to love one another. Uh, if you have uh, children, he wants you to love your children. And he wants us to love others. He has us covered. He wants us to love and enjoy life and to prosper mentally. You know, 2020, as we got into 2020, I have to admit it was a real challenge for me. And I hate to admit it, but, you know, it, it was a challenge for me mentally because it was hard for me to grasp, you know, is this like really happening? Is it really happening all over the world? And what's the, what's the agenda? Is there, is there an agenda? What is, you know, and as the weeks went on, you know, uh, it was a little disturbing for me. And I began to see myself in light of the word that, you know, when I was getting anxious or worried or kind of fretful about, you know, well, what, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Just to go to the Word, Sue, go to the Word and cast your care on Him and read the end of the story because everything turns out all right for us, for as the believers. God's got us covered. So whatever craziness is going on out in the world like it was then or whatever is happening today out there in the world or whatever... Uh, attack the enemy might want to send a fiery dart our way it doesn't matter because God's got us covered in advance he has got us covered in advance and so whether it's whether it's a spiritual need or whether it's a need in my soul to be encouraged or whether it's a need in my physical body he has us covered he has me covered he has you covered aren't you so grateful for him today and for the work on the cross that Jesus did for all of us 
So, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. So, we need to keep our souls prospering. We need to keep our souls prospering. And this is just a little side note here. We need to keep our souls prospering. Keep our focus, our mind, our attention, our meditation on the word of God, on the truth of his word. Because it is the only truth. And I think we see that more clearly today than ever before. And that whatever's going on out there, it doesn't matter because my life's going to line up to the word of God. I don't care what anything else about anything else or what anybody else might say or what, what I might even uh, be experiencing at the moment. It doesn't matter because my life is hidden with God in Christ and my life is lined up to the word of God. And so he's got me covered. Does he have you covered this morning? Amen. Amen. So 3 John 2, John says he wishes above all things that we might what? Prosper. Prosper is not a dirty word. It's a good word. It means to have total well-being and to be blessed in every way. And that we might be in health even as our soul prospers. So God wants you to prosper in your, in your soul as well as your health. And we need to encourage ourselves in this. That uh, we're, to be, we're to be joyful and we're to be happy and we're to be full of the presence of God and the love of God. And sometimes we get caught in, in, in sticky moments and, and things can be difficult. But we just need to remind ourselves that God's got me covered. He's with me. And whatever I need to do or whatever needs to happen here with the help of the Lord, that's what's going to happen. Amen? So the soul, you know, is, as I said, our mind, will, and emotions. And we are living in a culture that is suffering in its soul, suffering mentally, suffering emotionally. And uh, there's a lot of craziness. There's a lot of uh, mental illness. And, and, and the sad fact is it's being promoted now, being promoted by the government, being promoted by so-called so health professionals, you know, that, uh, that we can, as Pastor likes to say, play dress up and change our reality. Well, uh, you know, if I came in here wearing a green rubber suit and had yellow, you know, whatever, you know, that wouldn't make me an alien. I could come in and say, uh, you can see I'm an alien now. No, that wouldn't make me an alien. So we, we, need, to, we need to keep our, our minds stayed on the word of God and realize that people out there are really, they're really suffering now. And so what, what does that mean for us? Well, it means that when you're full of the Holy Ghost, when you're full of the presence, the spirit of God, and you're just minding your own business and you're going to work or you're getting a coffee or you're you know, getting lunch or whatever, somebody could be, could be so uh, distraught, so needy, so, so hurting that they might just like look at you and know that, they, that you have their answer or that you can pray for them. And they might just, they might not say help me, but they might somehow let you know that they need what you have. And that is the help of Jesus Christ. So we need to just be more in tune, I think, with this power of God that's in us. And that he lives in us and he's living in us for a purpose. Not just to do what we 
have needed him to do in our lives, but for him to do through us what he has done for us. And so that, that is just the way uh, we can be a blessing and we can minister the blessing of God to those around us. So inside out, Pastor's Power Lunch message, he was talking about how we change our lives by changing who we are. Or as we could say in the Apostle John's language, we change the circumstances of our lives by changing the prosperity levels of our souls. That really speaks to me because it tells me even at 67 that I'm not supposed to just stay where I'm at. I'm not supposed to stay where I'm at spiritually. I'm not supposed to stay where I'm at mentally. I'm not supposed to stay where I'm at emotionally. I'm, I'm supposed to grow. And I'm supposed to be growing every day. So reading, studying, meditating, praying, ears open to hear and to grow. And not, you know, ever have the attitude, well, I heard that before. Or I, I knew that 20 years ago. Or, you know, because the very thing I'm hearing right this minute may be what is my answer when I get around the corner a week or two from now. So to, to always be growing in the Lord and know that, you know, this, this life we live in the flesh, it's supposed to be wonderful and grand and beautiful and, and ever, ever blossoming and growing into something even more wonderful. So we change the circumstances of our lives by changing the prosperity of our souls. You know, there's no doubt, is there, that if we give the devil a place, he will do his best to ruin us. He'll do his best if we give him a place in our home, our marriage, to ruin our marriage to ruin our financial standing, to ruin our health, but we're not going to give him a place, are we? Neither give place to the devil. Say, I'm not going to give that nasty old devil or any of his demons a place in my life. And so we've got to be quick on that, that we're just not going to give him a place. So where does sickness come from? Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes, not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So what did Jesus bring us? He brought us the more abundant life. And what is it if we ever see any stealing, killing, or destroying in our lives? Is that from God? No. Who's that from? It's from the devil. It's from the enemy of our souls. It's from the demons of hell. And that is why the Apostle Paul has exhorted us in Ephesians 4, 27, neither give place, neither give place, neither give place to the devil. So I've got a, a, a quick little story. And I don't even know if Pastor knows this because I, I don't know that I ever told him. In 1982, uh, we moved to Kenya. And we had a little five-month-old baby, our firstborn son. And I thought God had a real wrong sense of timing. Because when Pastor and I were in Bible college, I would go, while Pastor worked on the weekend selling cookware, I would go Friday night to the mission service, you know? And I would, I would be in the mission services Friday night, and I would... I would, I would praise the Lord. And there was one particular mission service... And there was a call, 
And I went to the front and I, I told the Lord, I will go, I will do, I will go anywhere you call me to go. No questions asked. From this day, you have my word on it. And so, you know, we finished Bible college and we got married and, you know, we moved to Texas for pastor to, and myself to complete our education. And then, you know, we were working at a church. We had our first little house. It was so nice. It was so, you know, we had, our, we had a car, we had a house, we had a, and then we had a baby. And then, you know, the baby was three and a half months old and a missionary came to our church and spoke and it was all wonderful. And then my husband told me at home after the services that the missionary said they needed someone in Kenya to take the place of uh, a professor and uh, who was there and going to go home on leave. And so they needed someone with at least an earned ma uh, master's degree, which Pastor Jean had. And uh, would we come? Would we consider coming? And, uh, you know, I was like looking at him like he was the alien. Like he was, you know, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm holding little baby Austin. I'm thinking, you know, what are you, you know? And I'm like looking at him like, yeah, don't even, you know. So I pretty much ignored him. And, you know, every day, every day that week, he'd, he'd go to work Monday, come back. At the end of the day, he said, well, he said, has God spoken to you? And I said, no. <laughs> and Tuesday, he'd go to work and come home, and he'd say, well, did God speak to you? I said, no. <laughs> Wednesday, he went to work all day, and then Wednesday, I, you know, I'm, I've got little Austin, and then, you know, you know how you are with the first baby, ladies, and you're, you're trying to figure out how do you vacuum holding a baby, and how do you do this holding a baby, and how do you do that? And then, I, and then it, it's the, the, I, I, I knew, I knew, because I, I, the reason the Lord hadn't spoken to me was because I wasn't asking God anything. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to ask him anything. It was me and the baby, and I was minding my own business here. <laughs> and, uh, but all that, his, his still small voice, you know, and it's, it's so gentle and so quiet, and it's just, but it's just like, and, you, and he's there, and you sense his presence, and you think, man, he's here. I know he's here. I'm vacuuming, <laughs> but he's here. And as, as soon as I said, yes, Lord, this overwhelming peace, no worries, no concerns, no questions. There's this, this, this peace, you know, we used to sing that old song, Peace Like a River. Just this peace just like flooded over me. And I think sometimes in our walk with God, you know, when we're facing this or we're facing that, or we have this great concern, we don't realize that just as soon as we say, yes, Lord, that he's there and he's got us covered. He's got us covered completely. And so we, we, uh, we did it. So pastor came home that day. I believe that was a Wednesday. 
And he said, well, has the Lord? I said, yes, Lord. <laughs> We're going. I said, do it, do it, whatever. And we did. We sold our house. We sold our car. We sold a lot of our belongings. And uh, in two and a half months, we were in Kenya. And sure enough, you know, uh, God had us covered. God had us covered. And it was, it was wonderful because, you know, it was our boot camp. It was our boot camp. And we learned how to handle the devil we learned how to handle Satan. But I said all that to say this. After we'd only been there about a month, just weeks, I remember sitting on the sofa with Austin, feeding him, and I looked down at my arm, and here on my arm there was this huge, this huge uneven patch, and it looked really weird, and it, it was like it was like raised up, and it was nothing had stung me or bit me, and it was like you know irregular looking and, and uh, color, and it was so weird, and 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 that devil, the devil was there, and he whispered in my ear. He said, "You know that 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 looks like cancer, doesn't it?" And I didn't even respond. I just kept doing what I was doing. And I told the Lord, you see me. You see me. And you've got me covered. And I never looked at it again until just this past week. I looked at my arm, and there was always like this little raised portion there and there's like three little wrinkles right there. Nothing. I don't know what it was. I don't care what it was. Because whatever it was, Jesus took up my infirmities and he bore my diseases. And by his stripes, I have been healed. You know, the devil is that nasty. He'll, he'll try and get in there and he'll try and say something or get us to believe a thing. And we've just got to say, give, pay him never no mind because the Lord has me covered. It's yes, Lord, to God and his promises. Amen? Neither give place to the devil. Ephesians 4, 27. So, we are not going to give the devil any place. That means we're going to walk in the love of God. We're not going to give the devil a, a place through unforgiveness, or we're not going to give the devil a place through judgmentalism, or we're not going to give the devil a place through being bitter about something from the past, someone from the past, some hurt. We're not going to give the devil a place through anger. We're not going to give the devil a place through drugs or alcohol. We're not going to give the devil a place through any kind of addiction. We're just not going to give the devil a place. Amen. We're just so done with all that, we're not going to give him a place. When we give the devil a place, he establishes a beachhead in our lives for his purpose of stealing, killing, and destroying. And many times we do this without fully understanding the consequences of our actions. But we have been warned. In fact, Jesus warned us. And so in Mark chapter 11, verses 25 and 26, Jesus told us, and when ye stand praying, forgive. What are we just supposed to do? 
forgive. For if you have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you your trespasses. So we know that this mute man had a spirit. The Bible tells us he had a demon. And so this demon-possessed man could not talk. Matthew 9, verses 32 to 34, as we wrap it up. While they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out, the man who had been mute spoke. The crowd was amazed and said, nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, it's by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. Now, it says he had a demon. The book of Matthew says he had a demon. But when the demon was driven out, he spoke. So we know we have authority over evil spirits. Jesus has given us authority. And even though the Pharisees accused Jesus in Matthew chapter 9, verse 34, of driving out the demon because he was the prince of demons, because Matthew 9, 34 says, but the Pharisees said it is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. You know, uh, Jesus later called this elsewhere blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. You know, but I've learned this. You know, it doesn't matter what the devil says or the naysayer said. We're just going to do what the word of God says. We're just going to do what Jesus said to do. And then the results are going to be blessing and healing. So here's the two scenarios at play this morning. First, for you as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, don't open doors for the devil to enter your mind, your will, your emotions, or your body. So I'm not going to open any doors to the devil. You know, you just have to totally ignore uh, the liar. The liar. He's a liar. And you just have to totally ignore him and the lies. And second, as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ who ministers to others, you've been given authority over both Satan and his cohorts and sickness and disease. So we have authority over the devil and his demons and we have authority over sickness and disease. Say, I have authority, I have authority. Over, Satan, over Satan, over demons, over, demons. over, sickness, over sickness, and over disease. over disease. And we can exercise that authority. So this is how pastor prays. He says this when he's praying for someone who may be sick or diseased, or for ourselves. He says, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I curse your every work in this person's body and I command you to leave. So you curse Satan's work in the body and you command Satan to leave. You know, why do we do this? Because the word of God says in Colossians 2.15 that Jesus, having disarmed the powers and authorities, made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross. One translation says Jesus put to naught every work of Satan on Calvary's cross. And Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 and 14 says, For he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And Galatians 3.13 says Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. So therefore we can pray, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I curse your every work in this person's body. I command you to leave. And then 
and in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I speak to this body and I command it to be healed. So we curse Satan's work and then we speak to the body and we command it to be healed in Jesus' name. And it is the fervent, effective prayer of the righteous man and the righteous woman that does the work of God. So first of all, for us as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we don't open doors for the devil. Say, I'm not going to open any doors for the devil. And second, as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, who ministers also to others, you've been given authority over both Satan and his cohorts and sickness and disease. So when you pray for yourself or you pray for others, run the devil out by exercising the authority given to you by the Lord Jesus Christ and is enumerated by the Apostle Paul. And then pray the prayer of faith and speak a word of command in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. So we have everything we need to live an overcoming life in Jesus Christ. And when there's attacks of the enemy and the lives of those we love and care for and those around us or in our own bodies, we can curse Satan's work and we command him to take his hands off us and then we can praise God and thank the Lord Jesus Christ that he has healed us. We have been healed. By the stripes of Jesus, we have been healed. Don't you love the Lord today? Isn't he wonderful? There's nothing like God. There's nothing like the Lord. There's nothing like his word. You know, he can take us from where we are today, and he can take us to a place we could never have imagined 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Now, I don't know if the Lord's going to tarry that long, but if he does, get ready because he wants to do awesome, wonderful, amazing things in your life and in mine. He wants to do exceedingly, abundantly above all we could have asked for or imagined, or imagined according to his power that's at work within us. That power of God's at work within you and me this morning by his Holy Spirit. And if you're watching by television, I want to just encourage you, maybe online, I want to encourage you that you can know this Lord. You can know this God. Let's all stand this morning. We're going to give an opportunity for people to commit their lives to the Lord this morning. And maybe you're watching online. And for those of us that are here, as heads are bowed this morning and eyes are closed, we're going to give this moment to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit of God, we just thank you. You examine our hearts here this morning. You examine our hearts. Because that's the most important thing, that we be right with the Lord. So as heads are bowed this morning, perhaps you're here this morning and you say, Pastor Sue, I've never given my heart, I've never given my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to live a, the kind of life where I can have that kind of authority and not feel like I'm being run, but I, I can run the race with the Lord. And if that's you this morning and you want to pray a prayer committing, or re, committing your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. And perhaps you're here and you say, Pastor Sue, I've, I've done that in times past, but I haven't really been living for God. 
I've gotten off track and I've, I've let a lot of other things come uh, into my life and uh, been a distraction, but I want to get back and back on track with the Lord and I want to start living for him today. If, if that's you, just raise your hand and we're going to take a few minutes to pray together this morning. Perhaps you're watching. You're watching uh, and you say, Pastor Sue, I, I want to I give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to recommit my life. Let's all pray for those who may be watching online. Father, in Jesus' name, I give you my life. In times gone by, I've done my own thing and I've gone my own way. But today I repent and I ask that you forgive me of all my sins. And I thank you that your word says you do it. And I thank you that as I give my life to you, you've removed my sins from me to be remembered no more. And I thank you that I'll commit myself to read your word, to be in your house, to hear your word, and to do what your word says to do. And I invite you, Holy Spirit, to live in me, come into my heart, that I may be enabled to live this new life in Christ. And I thank you for it, and I thank you for filling me with your precious Holy Spirit this day in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you. You may be seated. And if you prayed that prayer, we'd like to hear from you. You can write us. Uh, you can get in contact with us, and we'll send you pastor's book, God's Very Own Child. And we'll send you a Bible if you need a Bible. Just let us know. And we want to be a blessing to you because God has blessed us here at Faith Christian Center. Amen. Amen. Well, Minister Aaron Wood's going to come receive the offering, and as he comes... I want to just say, the Lord is very near. The board says he's near to those who are troubled. He's near to those who are brokenhearted. But it also said he's near to those who are rejoicing. So the Lord is near. He is near. And so let's be mindful as we go about everything we do on a daily basis, whether it's in our homes, with our families, on the job, or out and about, that the Lord is near. He's with us. He's in us. And what he's done in us and for us, he wants to do through us and bless the lives of other people. So let's, let's make it a point of prayer, shall we, this week, that you know, Lord, use me today in, in a greater way. Bring someone across my path I can witness to or encourage or pray for or just, just be a blessing to. And, you know, he hears those prayers and he'll do that and he'll, he'll use us and it will bring such joy to our hearts but it'll bring joy to his heart and be a blessing to those we minister to as well. God bless you this morning. I love you with the love of the Lord.